Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. He's our strength. He's our anchor. He's everything to us. There are many times that we've fallen, but the Lord lifts us up. The Bible says the righteous shall fall seven times, but seven times they do what? They rise again. Why? Because the Lord is our strength. Amen.
Lord, that we say, we bless you, O God. You are our strength. You are our peace. Because the word says that you are the Prince of Peace. You are our hope. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We bless you, O God. And we honor you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together for the choristers and the Lord. Wow. What a blessing. God bless you all. Hallelujah. My sound. Hello. 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 Beautiful. You are our hope. You are our strength. And you are our peace. Amen. Your unfailing love. Thank you, Jesus. I tell you, the love of your beloved can feel. The love of your husband can feel. The love of your wife can feel. In fact, many people have become disappointed. The love of your mother can feel. Somebody can give birth to you, bring you into this world, and just abandon you. Hallelujah. But the God that we serve, his love does not fail. Hallelujah. Well, give us our memory verse. My sound. The memory verse. During the francophone service, did you do it? Must know. It's Ezra chapter 7, verse 10. Ezra chapter 7. Beautiful. Israel was 40 years. Seven years reigned he in Hebron, and 33 years reigned he in Jerusalem. The next one, 28. Can we all read it together? Ready? Go. And he died in a good old age, full of days, riches, and honor. And Solomon, his son, reigned in his stead. Hallelujah. Amen. I want you to put your name in under he. Ready? Go. And I died in a good old age, full full of of days, days, riches, and and honor. honor. And Solomon, and my son, Will reign in his stead. Hallelujah. It's a good confession. Hallelujah. You will not prematurely die. Amen. 
Amen. You will die in a good old age, full of days. You will not lose your dignity. Hallelujah. You will not be bedridden. You will not have sores in your body. You will not get people to come and turn you and change your diaper. It will not happen to you in the name of Jesus. I say it will not happen to any of us in the name of Jesus. The Lord will call us home peacefully. Hallelujah. The way Jacob and all the faith men in the Bible went. Hallelujah. After he blessed his children, he spoke blessings into their lives. From one all the way, from one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. When he got to ten, he divided the blessing and gave to his grandchildren, Ephraim and Manasseh, and blessed Benjamin. And then after that, he gathered himself onto his bed and then gave his coast. That is the death of the righteous. We must not go exit this world in pain. It shall not happen to us. I said, it shall not happen to us. I said, it shall not happen to us. You know how Sunday death, you know when people say, the Bible says that, and those people, the people who die, they sleep. That is how it's supposed to be. When you go to bed and you are lying there, you don't know the moment that you fall asleep. Yeah. But it shouldn't be that you are in an accident and you lose your arm and you are breathing and you are in God pain. And you can see that your heart cannot even contain your spirit anymore. God forbid. That means you are hesitant, in pain. It shall not happen to any of us. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. That is so what made David had such a wonderful end like that. And that is what we've been studying. Hallelujah. And then we said the first principle. The principle of small beginning. Person and help us. Okay. Principle of small beginning. We've talked a lot about it. Hallelujah. In the kingdom of God, the children of God must learn how to start everything small, but be diligent with it. Hallelujah. And be serious with it. Are you with me? And the second one. Menial jobs. The principle of menial jobs. Many successful people, if you talk to them, they will tell you the number of menial jobs that they did to reach to where they are. It's only unfortunate when we see their end. That is where we want to be. We want to see the end right now, but we don't ask them how was the journey to this place? Wow. You see a CEO doing well. Ask the question, how was the journey to this place? Even the person went to school and he's doing well. Ask the person, how were you studying when you were in school? Were you burning the candles at night or you were just partying? Wow. Are you with me, please? Preaching. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's learn how to start small. You come to the United States of America, the land of opportunities and everything. Don't look at somebody's vehicle like Pasanana's vehicle. Uh, what is the name of the vehicle again? The Range Rover. You see Pasanana's Range Rover and then right there at the age of 22, 23, 24, 25, you want to buy Range Rover. You get a job, they give you 70000 a year. You get about 3500 You went to the Range Rover shop. They say, you take this one, 2022 range over, you know, you will pay $500. You look at your $3,500. If I give him $500 for one month, for five years, it's not a big deal. And then you buy the range over and you are cruising inside. Work 
calculated the maintenance. You have not calculated the maintenance and the VH. And then you see a light on the dashboard. You take it to them and they tell you that this one, it will cost you $5,000. All your savings, all your savings is only $2,000. Mercy. You set yourself up to not to do well. It's as simple as that. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You should eat. That's why last week, I think last week Sunday, we read a verse like that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. When your king eats for strength, your king does not eat in the morning. In the morning means that you take your time to develop the thing. Develop, develop, develop. So by the time you buy the range over, somebody asks you, how much does it cost you to buy a car? You tell the person that it's not a big deal. Because you have prepared yourself. You did not eat in the morning. You are eating for strength. And at that time, you have everything that it takes. When you take the car to maintenance, they tell you that, go, and some of these places, they will give you a loaner. Nice loaner, you sit inside. You know places that you go, when you take your vehicle to a dealership, and by the time you come back, they have not washed the car. That means your, your vehicle is not a good car. <laughs> Mercy. <laughs> I'm just kidding, please. Because range over, but I'm sure by the time you pull out, they've washed the car and everything. Right, Lexus, take it to the Lexus place. By the time they finish, they just, at least the external, the exterior, they will, they will watch it. They will shine it for you. Hallelujah. Amen. And when they give you loaner and everything, they are all part of the maintenance. You think it's free. No, 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 no. no. There's nothing free in this world. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. What is the next principle, please? The next principle is away from those who despise you. Yeah. You will not like everybody to like you in this world. Whether you are president or CEO. How many of us have complained about our managers before? Yeah. But other people are also happy with them. You may not be happy, but other people are happy. And sometimes a leader will experience that. And remember, you know, somebody was asking the book that we are going to use, The Art of Leadership. I think it's exams that all of us should try. Amen. Because Amen. by the time you finish, you will have wisdom to lead. Amen. Not to lead anyone. Let's think about ourselves. Lead ourselves. Right. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. We need to learn to lead ourselves. Absolutely. Before you try to lead somebody. That is why when you are not responsible, you cannot add somebody to your life. You cannot take on a woman at all. Because women are always looking for leadership. Many women are frustrated in their marital home because the guy that they are following, who is supposed to lead, is not moving forward. Yeah. Have you been in a vehicle where in the traffic, you see the car in front of you, when the, the light came green, that we are all supposed to go, and the guy is still standing there, just for you to find out that the vehicle has broken down. And sometimes it passes up all the way. That's how many husbands are. Sometimes. They are not moving forward. World Cup is coming. The only thing we can enjoy, we sit in the sofa and be happy in the Lord. That's right. And watch it. Yeah. 
get, I get my paycheck and I pay the rent. You know, I pay the gadgets because the gadgets they are so important to me because of the soccer. Right. I will pay them. Right. Then the rest. <laughs> yeah. You'll be shocked to find out that many fathers sometimes they don't even know the courses that their children are, they are doing in, in school. Mm. Yeah. And every woman in this condition, you'll be frustrated. She will be frustrated because your natural tendency, I always say that God wired all of us in a, a way that we perform naturally. You know, if you see, like for instance, you ask yourself, how come we are able to talk to women and they follow us? That's how God made them. God created them, said that if we go to them and we propose and we say we love them and we speak nicely, it can be even a lie, but they can still believe it and follow us. And they have followed a lot of lies. <laughs> Mercy. What brought us here, Pastor Anna? Those who despise you. Yeah. Give us the next place. The next you one. See, the Holy Spirit is sometimes the one who brings some of this. Amen. Uh-huh. So, please. The principle of choosing what you have known and tested. Principle of choosing what you have known and, and tested. tested. Yes. You have known. Anytime I have opportunity to talk to high schoolers and they tell me, I want to be a doctor. Reverend, I want to be a doctor. A doctor in what? Philosophy or medical? Medical doctor. I want to be a gynecologist. Now I'll ask you a question. How are your sciences? And you feel that the sciences are C's. And the history and the government and all those things are A's. How can you reconcile the two? I want to be an engineer. And then we check your math. And you find that the math, you are B minus. How can you reconcile the two? Are you with me, Blaze? You need to choose what you have known and tested. Yes, you can do all things through Christ, but you need to really choose what you know. Hallelujah. We said so many things about that. We marry those we know, those we, have, we relate with. Whether you have chemistry or you have biology between both of you, in, in between you, or you have physics, whatever it is, if you relate with the person, <laughs> yeah, Reverend, I can see that we have chemistry. We have chemistry. We have things in common. In a relationship, you have things in common, you can easily fight a lot. Opposites. Opposite attracts. The way I'm phlegmatic. Imagine if my wife is phlegmatic. Yeah. Nothing will be done in a home. And I'm very peaceful. Somebody can just walk through the door and say, I want to take all your children. And I say, honey, don't worry. Let them take the children, you know. Don't, don't quarrel. Don't fight. You know, you know peace. 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 That is why you find out that the, way you, the reason why you are frustrated is because your temperament is different from. So in a relationship, you have chemistry. It's always 
little bit difficult conflict. But you need, we need wisdom to manage the differences and see how we can accept, as a phlegmatic person, I can accept the choleric person. Are you with me? Or the melancholic person. Or the melancholic person, you need to find a way to accept the sanguineous wife. Hallelujah. And that is what brings strength. Because if God is saying, I'm going to give you a help meet, a help meet, that means what I have. That is not what you have to bring. In many marital homes, you know, you are successful financially. If you have a brother, a husband, who probably may not have financial muscles, but can be very domestic, because you are financially successful because you go out a lot. Can you imagine if all of you are going out, what will happen to the children? And the home that the parents are always not at home, eh? the children are at the mercy of this, the TV and what is going on on the gadgets and everything. I tell people that if your child goes to school and comes home 3 o'clock and come and meet one of you there, you don't know the difference that it makes. One person, one couple, one of you there are you with me in place? So when one is financially successful and the other is not, but domestically strong, can get things done at home, including cooking. Hallelujah. I don't define things. Cooking is for men. Cooking is for... Well, of course, primary responsibility is for a woman is to bring comfort and, you know, all these things. And a man, the way we comfort ourselves, one of them is food and having a nice home. Not having wine of somebody, a wife who will be, you know, yeah, nagging and all those, all those things. Are you with me? So, if the other way also works well, you will see how strong the family will be, how successful you will be. Hallelujah. Only that you need faithfulness and you need trust. The two backbones. Of their relationship. When one is broken, it is not easy to fix the relationship. Hmm. Are we talking about marital relationship? Why, why, why am I all this? <laughs> what oh, you have known? What is the next one, please? The next one is ministering to others. Ministering to others. The next one. Fellowship and non isolation. Fellowship and non-isolation. Don't isolate yourself. Let's fellowship. This party, Christmas party, please include yourself. How many people are coming again? Pastor Nana asked. I'm asking. Coming. 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 Let me see. Because my glasses is for reading. So I can see well. Who is coming? Okay. 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 Yeah. My college students, you are all invited, though, or you are leaving it for mommy and daddy. <laughs> okay, yeah. Because the people are saying that if we can get 100 people, we can sign a contract for 100 people, they will give us a discount. Can you imagine? But we are not sure if we can sign that contract. <laughs> Hallelujah. So please, let's come and have fun. They are all part of the 
non-isolation part of David's success. Hallelujah. The next one, please. Adaptability for progress. Let's adapt. Let's learn. Let's know how to do things. I was telling somebody that I like to train my kids to be able to eat almost everything that is possible. That human being, you eat, you won't die. Hallelujah. Because you don't know when you can find yourself in a place that, that the food that you know, you know, the macaroni and cheese and Burger King and uh, all these nice, nice things may not be there. What will you do? Yeah. Kentucky is not there. There's no Popeyes or whatever, what is it? Yeah. There's nothing like that over there. What will you eat? So I, I really love to taste almost everything if possible. Hallelujah. Because it gives, you don't know where you will find yourself. One, 1994, I found myself in Switzerland. And then as soon as my landlady and the landlord, they picked me up in, from the airport. I'm sure somebody told them, you know, because they were different. They were Swiss people, you know. The woman said that, you are welcome. How was the trip and everything as we were going? I will make you lunch today. I will cook jollof. I said, okay. Okay, jollof. That one I know. I know jollof. You know, so we got home. She took me to my room. Everything done nicely. And then in the afternoon, she called me. The lunch is ready. And when I open it, oh, my goodness. But I ate it. <laughs> I thought it was rice porridge with some oil, you know. <laughs> that is the jollof rice, you know. I'm sure somebody told him the brother that is coming from Ghana, West Africa. So if you can cook, these are the type of food that they eat and everything, you know. It was nice. I ate it. Can you imagine how sad I was that day? Adaptability for progress. Progress. Hallelujah. For progress. You know. Are you with me? The next one, Pastor The principle of seeing, is that the principle of seeing people in the right way? What's the next one? Behaving wisely. When God blesses us, we must, we should and must behave wisely. Hallelujah. We must not front our success. We must be humble. We must, you know, David would have really lifted his shoulders when he killed Goliath. But he did not do that. He rather, even when the king said, this reward, people heard that the, the son, the king loves you. And then, just like your daughter, you know, David, Saul was going to give the first daughter. And then finally, the first daughter was interested in somebody else. And they found out that the last one, Michal, was interested rather in David. He said, no problem, I will give. David said, who am I to even to marry the king? Who am I? Me, a better mind. Oh, come on. How am I? What am I going to use to pay the diary and do the wedding? I don't have it. My parents, they don't have it. That is humility. He knew he had been up and anointed as the next king to Saul. But he humbled himself. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Sometimes God tests us with a little success. 
little one. Let's learn. It pains me when I see a, young, a lot of people like wear my color and they come to wealth, especially the sports people. They come to wealth, the NBA stars, millions of dollars and millions of dollars. And then after a few years in their career, you see them and they are broke. They don't have money. They are almost homeless. And I say, wow. Yeah. I can't mention names, but I know a lot of them. These people were earning 10 million, 20 million a year. They signed contract 100 million for four years. What does it mean? 225 million for a year. And sometimes you see the house they live in. The electricity alone to keep the house going. How? Look, it's, it's very, very important. The beginning, small beginning, eh? You know, the fact that they are giving you the money, and sometimes they don't factor in that the 25 million, the taxes will take more, the, your managers, your trainers, your, they, will, they will come in and take some. It's not everything in there, it's not for you. And then most of these careers, at the age of 40, it ends. Many NBA, I mean, LeBron is one of the ones that who has stayed for long. How old is LeBron now? 38? But I'm sure next two years, by next two years, you know, yeah. But he's one of the wisest stars I've also known. Yeah, doing a lot of investments. But if you know him, well, if you watch him, if you have known LeBron from old, from high school and all everything, you see that he's a very humble guy. Very, very. Even the way he brings other team members for them to do well and everything. That is what it means. Behave wisely. Behave wisely. You know, the game is about team. One person cannot carry a whole team for, for them to be successful. In fact, that is how why we should be in the church of God. If you want the church to do well, we should come together and do things together. Amen. Amen. Learn how to support each other. Amen. Learn how to give. Give. It's not everything that we do for money. No. I always say that. It's not everything we do for money. No. Yeah. Yes. One of the things that I admire from people from Asia, especially my brethren from India, today an Indian descent is a prime minister in UK. You will find out that they support each other. Many franchises, you will find out that this, look, some time ago, I wanted to enter into um, Dunkin' Donuts in, uh, I think, about 19, 15 years, 2003, 2004, 2005. Yeah. New, New Jersey, they were charging $800,000. And I knew some of my colleagues, they had it. And that's when I got to know. They pull together, three, four people, they come together, they get it. Three, four people, they come together, they get it. Three, four people, they come together, they get it. Gas stations, the same thing. If you get a gas station that can pump 35 gallons a month, you know, bike or what they get the money from is the water and that color thing that people drink in the morning. What is that? Coffee. They start small, one after the other. One after the other. They come together. Can we do the same? When we come together, 
the few times you see that we are talking about each other, we see that we are gossiping, that we are, we are saying that if you are, well, why? Why can't we stay, stay together peacefully and build each other, speak grace into our lives? I don't know why I'm standing here today. They're preaching this one. You are preaching. Oh. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me? Yes, please. Yeah. Even to buy a house. You see them, they can buy the house together and they will live inside. How do they manage to stay inside with quarrel? And the next time you see another house. Most places that we have big, big houses and things, you go, and that is for somebody, Asia or some, I mean, you know what I mean. Come on. Hallelujah. The next one, please. The principle of seeing people in the bright way. Seeing people in the right way. Always. How do you see me? Hallelujah. Are you with me, please? Bishop says something here. See people in the right way. Hmm. He said, David never forgot that Saul was his master. David never forgot that Saul was his father-in-law. David did not allow himself to forget that he was dealing with an anointed man of God. This, I believe, was one of his secrets of his success. If David had killed Saul, it would have been because he felt justified to kill. Because if somebody is chasing you and attempted 21 times to kill him, to kill you, the natural tendency is that when you get a chance, you will make sure the person will not live. And when Saul dies, I'm in the next to the throne. I'm going. Hallelujah. But he did not do it. And he taught his mighty men. Hallelujah. Second Samuel 20. David had about 37 mighty men. Uriah the Hittite was one of them. And if David had killed Saul, these mighty men, they used to kill, one person can kill 100 Philistines or more. Slaughter them. They were strong. They were warriors. They were skillful people. Hallelujah. They can go to the enemy's camp. David will say, I want water to drink. They just go to the enemy's camp, get the water, and bring it without being. They were very good people. Hallelujah. A warrior. David trained them. Hallelujah. Uriah was one of them. If they, David had killed Saul, David would have taught them that, you know, you can kill your leaders. And therefore, now that you have killed Uriah, the two of us can just even eliminate you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you with me, please, brethren? Yeah, so let's see people in the right way. Let's see people. Let's respect people. Let's honor people. The word that we see commonly in relationship in the Bible is honor and respect. Honor and respect. Honor and respect. Honor and respect. Hallelujah. In the house of God, we are all not going to be the same. Look at my fingers. They will never be the same. Many people, many of us will not be straight the way you want it. Human beings are the ones that we create things. Look at the pillars. We do things straight, straight. God did not create us that way. Even your physiological body, if I'm using the right way, your whole body, which part of it that you can see that it is straight? 
When you go home, you just strip and stand in front of the mirror in your room. And make sure what Reverend is saying. Intune your organs. The kidney is not straight. The, the, uh, what are the liver, the heart, everything. God did not create us that. And therefore, let's accept our differences. Are you with me, please? Let's accept our differences, our background. If God has blessed you and has given you the grace to do well, well, we thank God. It's the grace of God. The other person, the grace is also coming. Are you with me, please? Let's accept our differences. If the person does not speak the way you will speak, you know, one of the things I find it very funny when somebody is trying to speak English and we laugh at the person. If a Chinese person is speaking English, will you laugh at the person? When they come to very important meeting like UN, here, yeah, they tell them that even they can speak, I believe that many world leaders, they can speak English. But they will tell you that, give me an interpreter. I will not speak the English here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you go to Europe, you find out that many of them, English is not their first language. It's not a big deal. You go to Germany, it's not their first language. You go to Switzerland, it's not their first language. You go to Italy, it's not their first language. You go to Asia, it's not, many of them, it's not their first language. China, it's not their first language. But many of them, they travel and come to New York for vacations. How do they survive? They can speak English. If, so, if their citizen can speak English, then the leader, the president, I believe Chinese president can speak English. Yeah? So it looks funny when somebody is speaking the English and it's going, not going well and you are laughing at a person. Who knows what a person went through? You had, a great, you had great parents. You had a good education. That is the grace that God gave to you. Hallelujah. Are you with me, please? Yeah. The next one. So are we going to see people in the right way? Yeah. Let's respect when people marry, let's know that this, my friend, status is changed. You get it? I will not call. Hey, Tiwa. Hey, Tiwa. You know. <laughs> hey, Tiwa. Yeah. That's why you hear me always from Mrs. Ajekum. Mrs. It's intentional. I train myself to do that. The person's status is changed. When I came, she was what I'm saying. Hallelujah. I was saying, are you with me, please? But now it's changed. It's changed it's with no, all respect it's no more to Amofa. the husband and to her. Yes. From Amofa to Ajakum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that is why I love the way sometimes <laughs> U.S. here you find out that even the, oppos the opposition, they call Mr. President. Mr. President. I love it so much when they refer. You watch movies and they call Mr. President. Mr. Pre when it comes to our nation, our things, we are all together. If you come for us, we will come together and fight you. It's only when we are deliberating things and doing the politics, then the equation it changes.
the principle of not violating founders, let's jump. The principle of listening to advice. First Samuel 25, my dear son, 32 and 33. We know this story. You know, David um, helped Nabal in, during the harvesting time. You know, protected them. Because in those days, when you are harvesting, you are on the threshing floor. Your enemies can come, you know, and then come and take the harvest and all, all of them. Are you with me, please? So David and his men protected them in that environment. So at a point, David was in need and sent his uh, um, um, mighty men, few of them, to go to Nabal's house to see if they can get food. And the man became furious and got angry. Who is David? Who is this guy? People just get up and they just roam about and they do this and that and that and that. And then the, the mighty man brought the report and David got angry and was going to kill this man. Hallelujah. Amen. What happened next? 32. Then the wife heard it. One of the servants told the wife and said that this is what daddy said to the people who came here for the food. And now David is coming to execute all of us. As soon as she heard it, she decided that, no, 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 no. Without telling the husband, she pulled a few things together and then took it. Amen. And then came to David. And David said to Abigail, blessed be. And then Abigail spoke and then said that, my Lord, don't do this. Everybody knows that you are the next king. How can you do this and then have your hand free? And that statement was a true statement. If David had killed Number, maybe probably God would have taken the kingship. Imagine Uriah, the Hittite. God told him that you are going to die. Because, look, you think about it. I'm giving you the people to lead. They are my people. Whether they do well or they don't do well, that is what someone sometimes as pastors, are you with me? Pastors, we should really have this in mind. Everyone sitting here is a child of God. Special child of God. It is because of this brethren, that Jesus Christ came to die a painful death. Are you with me? That is why a pastor can rebuke, but the judgment part, you need to be careful. Are you with me? Yeah, you will know, you know everything that you will say that I write it, but you need time that you have even doing a use. We need to use wisdom. Hallelujah. We, we cannot condone everything, but sometimes we need to use wisdom how we say some of the things. Hallelujah. And David did not, and then Abigail said, no, you cannot do that. You cannot do that. And David, you know, I want you to think about David as the next president to the United States. That everybody knows that you are the next president. And then this lady, tiny lady, has come standing in front of you. Then don't do this. How many of us will even do it? Say, I will listen to you. We, the husband, sometimes we just walk around. We know that what the woman is saying is the right thing to do. But sometimes, even when we agree, we won't say anything. And then, just go and sit down. Go and sit down quiet. Why don't you say that? Yeah, I've thought about what you are saying. I think it's true. We should do it. Yeah. 
When we slip into pride, sometimes we don't know. We slip from humility to pride. Hallelujah. Are you with me, please? Yeah, and we need to really trust God and learn these things. David was a very humble person. He said, Blessed be thy advice, and blessed be thou which has kept me this day from coming to shed blood and from avenging myself. That is another thing. There are times that you don't need to avenge yourself. Leave the vengeance to God. That's another principle there that we are going to go to. And then the next one, is that the last one? Yeah. This is what saved David. So if the person becomes a king and reigns for 40 years, Because of this good counsel. Hallelujah. Don't avenge yourself. The next one, chapter 5. The principle of allowing God to work things out. First Samuel 26, verse 9. This is the time that David got the opportunity to eliminate Saul and decided that I will not do it. And he said, 26, verse 9. And David said to Abishai, destroy him not, for who can stretch forth his hand against the Lord's anointed and be guiltless? Hallelujah. 26, verse 11. 1 Samuel 26, verse 11. And the Lord forbid that I should stretch forth my hand against the Lord's anointed. But, but means that this person, what he's doing, three things can happen to him, right? Number one, Pastor, I'm going to read it for me, please. I pray thee, uh huh, for the Lord forbid that I should stretch forth my hand against the Lord's anointed. Uh huh. But I pray thee, take down now the spear that is at his bolster. Verse 10. Go back to verse 10. The same chapter, verse 10. Yes. David said, furthermore, as the Lord liveth, the Lord shall smite These are the three things that can happen. When any time that somebody, in fact, genuinely, sometimes people can do bad things to us. Hallelujah. We, don't, we all agree that David was really not being treated fairly. But let this be our guide and our counselor, this word, be our counselor, hallelujah, Amen. and say that as the Lord liveth, the Lord shall smite him. All his days shall come to what? That means the person can, will die naturally or the Lord himself will take him or he shall descend into a battle and perish. Three things can happen to anyone on this earth. Hallelujah. I heard a man of God saying something some years ago. You know, he said that sometimes some people when you look at them and what they are doing to you and the way they are behaving, you can see the end. But rather, don't 
don't, don't contribute to the bad end that they are going to experience. Amen. Do you understand what the man was saying? Yeah. Because sometimes people can do things to you and you can see that the end of this person, this is how the person is going to go. Hallelujah. But he, he decided that I will never add to anything. That's what David did. So this man, I will not add to anything that he is doing. I know that God has appointed or um, um, uh, has anointed me to be the next king. This man will go through these three things. Will either die or, or the other God will eliminate him or he will die a natural death or he will go to war and die. That is why I really don't like to avenge myself. Just let people. It's okay. Hallelujah. Especially when it is an accusation. Just leave it. That means it's not true. Or it's half true, half false. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you going to let things go now? Yes, please. Don't take things into your hand. God knows best. Are you with me? Yeah. The next one, principle of not allowing rebels into your life. In other words, when people come and they say negative things, discern and don't contribute to it. Hallelujah. Are you with me, please? This is when the guy who saw that saw, whether he killed Saul, they knew that Saul was chasing David. And this guy saw that Saul has died. In the first place, he did not kill Saul. You know, but he came to give the report that now I've eliminated Saul for you. You are free to become the next king. And David got angry. That you are not afraid to even to kill the nurse anointed. Then he asked one of his army just to eliminate the guy. There are times that, and brethren, I want to say this. One of the things I've noticed is that Especially in our unguarded moment. Let's be careful what we say. Hallelujah. Especially when it comes to the church and the shepherds that God has given to us. Because you can say something negative. And many times, as we are having a conversation on the phone with our friends and the church and the church and the church, sometimes the kids, they are listening. They are listening. They are listening. And after that, you shout from downstairs, we are going to church, dress up quickly. Mommy and daddy, I don't feel like going to church today. Why, why don't you want to go to church? In this house, if you don't go to church, you will not eat. In this house, if you don't go to church, you will not do this. Why, you have forgotten that you have sown something into the child's life. The child has lost appetite for church. What a word. And I'm always careful, careful. You meet a beloved. Somebody is interested in you. What is relationship? Relationship, let's always, even the one that we do on TV, on TV, um, Bachelorette and, and, and The Bachelor or whatever. Is it true? Is that the right word? The Bachelor, the ABC, AB, The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, right? Yeah. Even over there, when they finally... They come to a decision-making. They take the person to their home. That means marriage. Marriage is supposed to bring two families together. Now, I have met you. 
You are my beloved. And then you start. How are you? How is everybody? Hey, this is my family. Everybody is that. This is my auntie. This is my auntie. She is a witch, you know. She's always giving my mom problems and everything, you know. And then we are just young people. We know that. And then you have made up your mind that when you give birth, mommy is the one coming to take care of you. Right? And then, since we don't know the plans of the living God, mommy goes early. Now you have given birth. The only person available to come and help you is this your auntie. You have forgotten that when we were dating back years ago. And then we say, honey, can, can, can we let my auntie to come and help me? And these days I get tired of the child. He, he, he does not sleep. He's always drinking. Best I get tired. I need to go to school. I need to go to where I need, I need help. Can I, my auntie come? And I will say no. And you see, many men sometimes we will give you the reason. I will say no. I have not forgotten that you said this. You want to bring the wish into this house. No, 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 no. Are you with me, brethren, please? Yes, please. Yeah. In your unguided moment, you say things. As for mom, as for my mom, anything I give to my mom is not enough. Anything I give to my mom is not enough. I don't know what I should do with my mom. I don't know. I don't know. And then we come together in Mary. Let's do this. And mommy said, I need help. And then you come and tell me, Mommy said, You've forgotten that you have sown these seeds so that your mom is great. And I find it difficult to release money. Yeah. We need to be careful. Hallelujah. Are you with me, brethren? Is God teaching us, please? Yeah. Bishop said, I have learned that a person who is loyal to someone else is likely to be loyal to me. Hallelujah. And that is what it is. Yeah. That is why people who enter into a relationship for so many years, the same thing, it doesn't work, you know, and they break up and things. Such people are always loyal. They are faithful. That is why they were in the relationship. Are you with me, please? Yeah. The next one, the principle of being led by the Spirit. And the last one for today, the principle of having a pastor. Being led by the Spirit. Being led by the Spirit. The principle of being led by... First Samuel 23, verse 2 to 4. Verses 2 to 4. Are you learning something today, please? Yes, Pastor Nana. 1 Samuel 23, verse 2. Mm -hmm. Therefore David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go and smite these Philistines? And the Lord said unto David, Go and smite the Philistines and save Caleb. Verse verse 3. And David's men said unto him, Behold, we be afraid here in Judah, how much more then if we come to Caleb against the armies of the Philistines? Verse 4. Then David inquired of the Lord yet again, and the Lord answered him and said, Arise, go down to Caleb, for I will deliver the Philistines into thy hand. Mm. Verse 5, please. No, no, only that. 
Let's go to the next one, verse 12. Can you see that? David went and he decided to seek the face of God. And God said, go. Hallelujah. Go and help them, the people of Keilah. And he went and he succeeded. Hallelujah. Then a few months along the line, a few weeks along the line, and then look at, look at what happened. Verse 12. The, then huh. David said, will the men of Keilah deliver then me? Then they saw heard that David is in the land of the enemy. And therefore he said, I will go for David. Now, the natural thing to do, if I have helped you that way, to fight with you, to win your battle. If somebody is coming after me, won't you defend me? Even if I give you money to pay your rent. And now, I am in, in need of money to pay my rent. If you have it, won't you give it to me to pay my rent? That is what it is. The natural thing to do, we will not even pray about it. This one, oh, as for Winnie, oh, she's cool. Oh, we, have, we know each other, man. We know each other. And then we say that then, the, but David was smart, always seeking, always seeking the face of God. He was doing it all the time. And then David said, Will the men kill and deliver me and my men into the hand of Saul? And the Lord said, They will deliver thee. A child of God should not take things for granted. The steps of the righteous, they are ordered by the Lord. Allow God to order your steps by going to him and seek his face and ask this new job, is it the right thing for me to change the job? Sometimes the money looks good, sometimes, but the environment probably may not be good for you. Sometimes the money looks good, the environment is good, but the people that you are going to work with, probably can take away your spiritual life. Do we do it? The school that we want to go to, do we seek the face of God? The project that we want to embark on, you heard that there's a, a land somewhere and then they manage to get it for you. And they say, if you don't defend it, they will take it or something, then you send money without no prayer, nothing. You start the project. Just for you to go and find out that in that neighborhood, they don't do development. And therefore, the straight there will fight you. Hallelujah. Are you with me, please? And the last one, the principle of having a pastor. Second hmm. Samuel 7, verse 2 to 5, please. Second Samuel 7, verse 2. That the king said unto Nathan, the prophet, See now, I dwell in an house of cedar, but the ark of, but the ark of God dwelleth within curtains. Verse 3. And Nathan said to the king, Go, do all that is in thy heart, for the Lord is with thee. Can you see over here that David would have gone ahead and just built a house? At this time, he's a powerful man. He's a king. He's rich. He's just, he can do anything he, wants to do, he wanted to do. But he decided that, let me talk to my pastor first. Did the pastor change the thing? 
The pastor did not change anything. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me, please? Yes, please. In fact, the pastor said, go ahead, go ahead. and do it. But read on to the next one. Verse, verse 4. And uh -huh. it came to pass that night that the word of the Lord came unto Nathan, saying, go and tell my servant David, have you thought about the fact that the person who was thinking about the church, the person who wanted to build the church, the person who wanted to build a place for the ark of God, he's the one purpose in his heart. How come, if God is saying that I don't want to do it, how come God did not come to him? And went to his pastor. Are you with me, please? As good as the idea and the plan was David would have done this and would have been out of the will of God because God had his own plans for the ark. Hallelujah. Amen. But it did not come through David right away. It came through the pastor. Brothers and sisters, look, it's so important to have a pastor in our lives. Hallelujah. Amen. That is why I would like to ask at this moment, do you have a pastor? Yes, we do. And who is your pastor? Oh, our own is it true that the person is your pastor? Do you talk to the person? Do you, your project, this David is the one, who, David is here. He was so powerful than this particular king, uh, Nathan. Hallelujah. But because David included the pastor in his plans in this, when God was going to eliminate David, the pastor had, because the relationship was there, the pastor was able to go to David and give the word of God to him that you have made a mistake and you are going to die. Hallelujah. David would have been sitting there and just die like that with if there was no relationship between himself and the pastor. Because God, even though God anointed, look, even how he became a king, it's a pastor who anointed him. He himself. Everything that he was doing means that he had leadership skills. It was there. But it took Samuel for the thing to come to pass. Are you with me, please? And therefore, sometimes I find it a little bit, I won't say amazing, but sometimes, sometimes we are not aware that you will find, you are trying to, you are thinking about somebody and you ask, oh, oh I haven't seen this person for a while. Let me call. And then you call the person or you find out from a friend or say, where is this person having heard? Or a shepherd. Sometimes I find out from the, the ministry leaders, where is this person? Oh, the person is, has traveled to Ghana. Wow. The person has gone to Ghana and the pastor and the shepherd is not aware. Oh, but Reverend, we are no children. Oh, it's everywhere that we go that we can let you know. Oh, oh. These days, yeah, these days. Oh. We are not making Why? If you're a manager and micro, micromanaging, why? Are you micromanaging us, micro-shepherding us these days? Ah, oh, Reverend. We love you, we love you. In fact, we love you, we are with you. But as for this one, we will not tell you. At this day of my life. 
Please, let's put our hands together for Jesus. of God, he prayed about it. Hallelujah. Yet, even though he prayed about it, he did not say that are you with me please? He did not say that I have prayed about it and therefore I need to move forward. He saw the importance of what the pastor can add to the decision. Hallelujah. There are times that as I said, the pastor may not even change the thing. But it is always, as we can learn from here, the will of God for us. That is what he said in Jeremiah. I will give you pastors after my own hand. Who shall feed you? They are spiritual chefs. And they give guidance. Hallelujah. With what? Knowledge. And then understanding. Hallelujah. Are you, and then if you read and pray for say, and then rebuke also. Are you with me? Yes. It's so important. Let's have a pastor. Let's have a pastor. Don't, it's not everything that is out of reach. Remember I said that when a mother conceives, God blesses someone to put a baby in the womb. Right there, once the baby is in the womb, God begins to work on the mother so that the baby will get food to eat when the mother comes. Therefore, if God's saying that we are the pastors of this great church with great people, 
then I personally believe that he has prepared us for his people so that we can feed them. Hallelujah. It's only when you get closer that you know what you can be fed from. Hallelujah. God bless us. May the Lord give us this understanding. Bless your name and we honor you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. What a blessing. We hope that you've been blessed. Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on lci.newyork at gmail.com and visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.